This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. It's so good to be with you this morning. This is my wife. I just wanted to bring her up, introduce her to you, just show you what a beautiful wife I have. And you know, I usually come here with a, with a, a, a kettlebell or a whatever a black mamba on the, on the screen. Today I bought her. She's my illustration for the day. I, I love her. I love her so, so very much. And I'm thankful to God every day for the wife that He has given me. He who has found a wife has found a good thing. And together we just want to honor our spiritual parents, Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev. It's just such a great honor to be here, to be in this church. They are, they are such beautiful parents and we just, we just love them so much. Also in the absence, Dr. Johnny and the whole leadership team, thank you for having us. You are doing a great work in Johannesburg and we, we just love you all. So thank you for having me. We're going to have a great time this morning. Bless you. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it because you are our God. You are the way maker. You are the promise keeper. You are the light in the darkness. You are the miracle worker. And Father, we thank you for miracles in this place today. Your word says you sent out your word and you healed them. And we thank you, Father, in faith that people are getting healed while your word is spoken this morning. We give you praise, Father, for every change of heart, for every transformation that takes place as your spirit works in us and among us and changes us to the ever increasing splendor of one degree of glory to another to the image of Christ. Father, we thank you and I pray that you will think through my mind and speak through my mouth and that your people will be blessed. We give you all the praise in the name of Jesus and the family say, Amen. Amen. You can give God a praise and then sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There we go. All jokes aside, this is really low. <laughs> I, I used the bigger font because I knew what to expect. So, You know, I don't want to brag or anything, but the other day, I built a puzzle in one day, and the box said two to four years. For those who didn't get it, that was a joke. <laughs> I, I just love the Word of God. I just love the Bible. I just want to do some uh, marketing for Apostle Theo as well. That book, The Shield of Faith, I've been reading it, declaring the Word, declaring those verses, and it's just a powerful tool. If you don't have it, get it as soon as possible. If it's available, get it as soon as possible. I just love reading through the Old Testament. There's so many awesome stories in there. You know, how people came from the prison into the palace and how they came from the desert to the throne, how they came from losing to winning and all these kinds of stories. And, 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 and what it all boils down to, I, I like to get into the personal lives of people is that they have a relationship with God. I'm thinking of Joseph, I'm thinking of David, thinking of, of, of a lot of Old Testament uh, heroes of faith. 
like it's recorded in Hebrews 11. It's just these faith giants. They, they all had a relationship with God. And not a Facebook friend kind of a relationship. They knew him. They really knew him. The Bible says that that word knew is, is not just to know, but to really intimately know. To understand who he is and, and, and what is about him. They knew him and they loved him and they walked in that faith. And so this is what I want to talk to you about this morning. You know, maybe you think that it's only these special people that, that had the, the opportunity and the privilege to have an intimate relationship with God himself. You know, people spoke to God, people heard the Lord speak and they walked in faith. And, and so we're looking at this and we're thinking maybe to ourselves that we talk about the Apostle Paul and Apostle Peter and, 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 and all the uh, uh, disciples. And we think, you know, uh, maybe it's, it's, it's just for special people. For us, it's like different, you know. We, we, we've got the Facebook thing going. And, and it's not. I'm here to tell you this morning that you can have an intimate relationship with God, even more intimate than David had. Some of the people at the back there are looking like, hey, I'm not sure about that, but that's the truth. We have three things that the heroes of faith did not have. In the first place, we are filled with the Holy Spirit at salvation. We get baptized by the Holy Spirit. We, we get the privilege of walking in His presence. In His presence, from His presence, we have a life to live. We have the whole record of the life of Jesus from all angles, from four angles, as a matter of fact. We have the life of Jesus as Jesus represents the Father in the natural. And number three, we have access to the Word of God. Word, the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so we have all these things. And, and Peter says, you know, we have all things that pertain to life and godliness God gave us all these things, and this is what we have. We have all these things to have an intimate relationship with the Father. This is, this is pressing really heavy on my heart, so if you're tired this morning, just, just push through. You can do it. Listen to the message this morning. There's something that the Holy Spirit has for you. Somebody came to church this morning. You, you didn't plan to come, but it, it was... Just on the spur of the moment, you decided to come to church because God has a word for you. And, and I just believe that things are going to happen in your life today. Jesus came to show us exactly how to have a relationship with God. He gave us practical instructions on how this relationship works. And, and many believers don't have an idea. We, we walk in ignorance. We have this, this idea that it's that's something about I have to do and I have to do this and I have to do that just to get into the good books of God. But, but there's, there's something different. It's not about the amount of Bible verses that you know. It's, it's, it's not about academic qualifications. It's not about religious activities. There's, there's something deeper and there's something more. And, and the sad thing is most believers define their relationship with God by the le level of knowledge they have of the Bible, the time that they spend in Scripture. And, and it's not about that. And some are trying to get there and, and feel defeated if they don't get there. But as wonderful as these attributes may be, 
They do not create this one-on-one relationship with God. Jesus criticized the most religious and most knowledgeable Bible students of his day. In John 5, 39 and 40, we read, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. You are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Our relationship with God cannot be measured by our knowledge of the Bible or by our activities or by anything that we do in terms of that, Jesus says our our relationship with Him, our intimacy with Him, and our eternal destiny flows from Him. And it can only be experienced if we come to Him for that life. He says, come to me, but you are not willing to come to me. And, and he reinforced this a little later in John 17 when he said in John 17, 3, and this is eternal life, that they may know you. Somebody say, know you. You, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. The Greek word know is translated as intimately know. This is not a distance relationship, distant relationship. This is, this is intimate. And Jesus tells us how to experience this intimacy by showing us God's love language. And this is the title of my message today, is God's love language. It's, it's based, let me explain it quickly, on a book written by Gary Chapman, especially for uh, married couples. But he speaks of five different love languages. He says that each one of us has a love language. In other words, we want to be loved in either one of five ways. And, and this is the way we feel loved is if this happens to us. And so there are five of them. The first one is words of affirmation. Second, physical touch. Three, receiving gifts four, quality time, and five, acts of service. And I like feel confused because I don't have just one. You know, I, my, my love language is, is receiving gifts. I love gifts. Just received gifts this morning, you know. And, and when people give me gifts, I, I just know, you know. And that's why I love to give gifts because I think that's how... How love works, because that's how I operate. I, I also like words of affirmation. That's why I say I'm, I'm a little bit confused. I, I don't really know where, where I fall into this thing. But, but, but just for I- I- illustration's sake, if, if receiving gifts is my love language, and somebody else comes, and they love me, they really love me, and they show... Uh, acts of service, and somebody else comes, and they also love me, but not as much as these people, and they give me a gift. My um, experience would be that the one who gives me a gift loves me more than the one with the acts of service. So here's my message to the, to the guys, to the husbands. Learn your, li- your wife's love language and speak it. There's not one amen. It's like, what? <laughs> Learn your, life's, your wife's love language and speak it. You know, 
my wife, on the other hand, feels more love when she has quality time with me and, uh, than when I buy her gifts, you know. <laughs> I want to tell another joke, but I only got 30 minutes. <laughs> let, me just, let me just go on. But Jesus comes, and he reveals God's love language. And it's not based on feeling. It's not based on emotion. Listen to this, John 14, verse 21 to 24. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. Those who have my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each one of them. Judas, not Judas Iscariot, but the other disciple with that name, said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are, uh, my words are not my own. What I am telling you is from my Father who sent me. So what I see here is that, that God's love language is obeying the commandments and the teachings of Jesus. It's as simple as that. It's just listening to what Jesus is saying and doing it. It's what the word shema means. It means to listen and to obey. It is as easy as that. Now, some of you are sitting here, and, and, and this guy is preaching law to us, and, and, and like we've been set free from the law and all those kinds of things, and I, I really want you to get this this morning. This is really important to understand. Hearing the words of Jesus and doing it is God's love language. He loves you dearly, more than you could ever know. More than you can ever know, he gave his life at the cross. But there's a, a place where you experience that love in a way that, that you never thought even possible. That way is the place of intimacy. That, is the, or that place is the place of intimacy. When, when, when experiencing his love becomes a felt reality. I, I, I turn my affection toward him and I feel his love for me. I, I experience his love for me. I just don't know how to, how to explain it or express myself completely, but I, I know you know because the Holy Spirit does the work here. Uh, that's what excites me every time I preach is that I, I've never walked onto a stage and did not find the Holy Spirit there. It is all him. So listen to what he has to say this morning. The commandments there's, there's, there's 150 loving and empowering commands that Jesus gives in the Gospels to his followers. And there are more than 80 promises that Jesus gives in the Gospels. Isn't that something to think about? Or maybe this week, read through the four Gospels and find them. <laughs> the commandments of Jesus not only bring us into a deeper intimacy but they also grow us and they strengthen our faith. His commandments are not heavy and they are not difficult. Listen to what, uh, just a few. Matthew tw uh, 5 verse 12, be exceedingly glad. That's a commandment of Jesus, be exceedingly glad. Sure. Like, like, like last week, Saturday evening, Saturday night, be exceedingly glad. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Everybody knows what I'm talking about, except the New Zealand supporters. They, like, what you talking about? <laughs> we forgive you. We love you. <laughs> Number two, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Can you hear the commandments of Jesus? Can you hear his instructions? Be of good cheer, John 16, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you, Matthew 6, 33. Love one another. This is a new commandment that I give you, John 13, 34. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened unto you, Matthew 7, verse 7. Have faith in God, and say to the mountain, be moved, Mark 11, 23, and 24, to name just a few of the 150. The reason is, uh, I, I, I took these few out is so that you won't be, get confused with the law of Moses. I'm not talking about the law of Moses. I'm talking about the love language of God, which is the commandments of Jesus. He says, if you do and obey what I say, you will love me and I will reveal myself to you and me and the Father will come and make our home with you. This is more than just salvation. This home is a place of intimacy. Home is a place of communication. Home is a secret place. Home is a good place to be in. And this is what the Father says. Jesus says that the words he spoke, his spirit and his life. And therefore, it empowers us. You know, it penetrates soul and body, and it goes into our spirit. It, it empowers us to love, to live, to minister, to do, to overcome, to live free amongst the other benefits. Romans 10 verse 17 says, so faith in the Amplified, look at this. So faith comes by hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. As people in Christ, as believers, we have many challenges in this world today. And, and most to test our faith, and much of it to distract us from our calling in Christ. Therefore, Jesus gives us his words of comfort, compassion, guidance, and solutions. Words that we can apply to our life and walk in faith. Walk in his victory. Because God is good, he's always good, and he's only good. His word is good. He, he is amazing. He is faithful. He is just everything that is good. And I want to look at specifically at one of the commandments of Jesus this morning. Found in Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Then Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Commandments and instructions, it sounds such heavy words. But this is what Jesus says. Here's a commandment for you. Come to me. Come to me. All of you who are heavy laden, who are burdened, who are weary, come to me. How difficult is that? How difficult is, is that to obey that commandment? Jesus says, come to me. I know that many of you sitting here today are weary, heavy burdened. And, and, and some of you don't even know which way to turn anymore. Listen to what Jesus said to, says to you now in this moment. Come to me. And I 
will give you rest. I will give you rest. Wow. When I hear the commandments of Jesus, I hear the way to intimacy. I hear the way of getting closer to him and understanding more what life is all about. God's love language is hearing and doing. And when he says, come to me, and you respond, you close the door, you get on your knees, and you start talking to him. I just love to talk to the Father. I, I have this, this secret place at church uh, during the day where I go to. I just close the door, and I just sit down. And the other day, I was just sitting down, and I said to him, Father, you know, I, I just have a conversation with him because he's my father. I, I can be intimate with him. In all the fear and love and respect that I have for God, I can speak to him as my father. And I said, Father, I don't understand why this member has, has done this to us and, and said these things about uh, the ministry. But, Lord, I know that you know the best and, and that you're... And as I'm talking to him, the Holy Spirit is just answering every question that comes into my heart. I walk out of the secret place refreshed. I walked out of the secret place without a burden. And that happens every day and, and even more, uh, more than once per day. So when I, when I respond to his commandment, according to this verse, he says, he, he attaches the promise with it. This is not just a commandment. This is not a law. It, it, it's, it's an invitation. Come to me. And when I respond to it, there's a promise attached. He says, I will give you rest. This, this word means stopping all physical labor and receiving rest and physical refreshment. Makes you feel fresh. Again, takes off the burdens. The next commandment is take my yoke. Now, when Jesus speaks to this in, in the context, he refers to the rabbinical yoke. The, the rabbis, they took the 613 mitzvot, the, the, the laws of Moses, and they added their human standards to these uh, 613 as if that was not enough and put it on people and, and it made them carry a heavy burden. And here Jesus says that the yoke that I give you lightens the load. And do not increase it. It lightens the load. Take my yoke. Come to me. I'll give you rest. This is my yoke. Taking off the stuff that you thought was necessary. But it's not. Isn't that amazing? Oh, Jesus is so... Sorry about that. So amazing. In the third place, he says, learn from me. The question is, where do you draw your knowledge from? Is it from television? What guides your behavior? Is it from movies, the internet, social media? Social media is a big thing these days. I don't know if you've realized it. It's just... I get all my news from Facebook. And it's all true. It's, it's really spot on. <laughs> where, where do you get your, your knowledge from? Where, who do you learn from? Friends, relatives, educators, therapists, books, magazines, pastors, counselors, religious authorities. Jesus says that the first and most important place to get your knowledge from is from him. He says, come, I will teach you. Peter says in the, in the Bible, he says, we should follow his example for this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving an example that you should follow his steps. 
We, we find in the Gospels, his, his example portrayed so beautifully. He says, I will teach you, listen to this, I will teach you in a humble and gentle way. I need you, I really need you to get this. I will teach you in a humble and gentle way so that you will understand his love, so that you will experience him for yourself. He's not a policeman. He's, he's not a judge or, or a religious dictator. He's the shepherd who adores his sheep. He says, come to me. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle. I am gentle. I want to teach you how to live. I want to give you knowledge on how relationship works. I want to I help you with your marriage, to have the best marriage that one can have, one just like Pastor Warren and his wife. You can have that. For... I'm getting some points this morning. <laughs> I, 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 I want to teach you everything. I want to teach you how to work with money. I want to teach you how to prosper. I want to teach you how to be successful. And I don't want to shout at you. I don't want to come down on you. I am humble and gentle at heart. When I, when I listen to his words, his spirit flows into me and with an incomprehensible peace and joy. It's just him speaking to me. And it's not a temporal emotional high like last week we had this high and, and gradually it's, it's going down now because now we're getting nervous for the cricket team. And <laughs> it, it is not an up and down thing. The kingdom of God is peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. It's always the same and you have access to it. You have access to Jesus. It's not I that live anymore. We just sang it this morning. But Christ that lives in me. He is my peace. He is my joy. He is my righteousness. The desire of the Father and the Son is to be intimate with you. And Jesus wants to give you an ongoing revelation of himself. He, he, he wants you to see yourself and everything in your life from his perspective and act and behave accordingly. Hearing and doing what he says. He is gentle and humble of heart. He, he didn't give us principles, but specific actions to take. And, and I want to look at six of them. What Jesus says, how we can speak the love language of God and experience his love for ourselves. It's his desire to reveal himself to you. It's his desire that to make his home with you. Number one is take control of your heart. The, the Bible says, Jesus says in, in John 14 verse, verse 1, he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Who's doing the letting? I am. I let not my heart be troubled. And I, wanna, I want to invite you to tonight. I'm going to just expand a little bit on this. Let not your heart be troubled. So take control of your heart. Number two is hear and do 
because you have what it takes. Matthew 7, verse 24 and 27. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. Hear these sayings of mine and do them. That is building on the rock who is Christ himself. Number three is remind yourself and rejoice. This is an important one. Luke 10, 18 to 20. The disciples come back, comes back from their mission. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. We, we sang it this morning, and then I was so excited while we were singing. I, I rejoice because my name is written in heaven. I rejoice because my name is written in heaven. I, I understand what Jesus is. He says he, he gives me power over the enemy, all the power of the enemy. So wherever I walk into, there's no enemy there. That is... That is not the, the most important thing. He says, wherever you go into the atmosphere, clears, Because that is who you are. But I want you to rejoice because your name is written down in heaven. You know, the other day I had the, the horrible, terrible experience of, of, of praying for my, my best friend um, to come alive again, and he did not. And while I'm praying there, I realize... What is this life all about? I'm thinking of all the issues I have up till that point, and it just became so unimportant, so unimportant, I have to win this argument. Really? Rather take time and rejoice that your name is written down in heaven. Hallelujah. That's the one thing I rejoice because my friend is in heaven. A little bit jealous as well. <laughs> Number four is meditate on his words. John 8 verse 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you three, free. Not three, free. But the Alpha, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Meditate on the words of Jesus. Meditate on the words so that it become who you are. Number five is pray in secret. For when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who's in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. It's necessary to have that alone time with him to just sit with your father. He, you know what he likes? He likes for you to sit on his lap. There's two of us. Oh, there are more. <laughs> just, just pour your heart out. Just be honest and open to him. Just tell him about everything that, that, that's on your mind this morning. Your, your little grandchild's shoulder. Everything. Just, just give it to him.
Number, f- number six, <laughs> listen to his promptings and speak. Matthew 10 verse 27, what I say to you in the dark, repeat in broad daylight, and what you hear in a whisper, announce it publicly. For I have not spoken of my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me the command, what I should say and what I should speak. Hallelujah. Listen to his promptings. He will speak to you, and he's speaking to you, and say what he is saying. I I did not give the media team this verse, but I want to end off with this. For, the, for here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you love me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. And you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you on. Hallelujah. He loves you. And he wants this intimate relationship with you. That is his heart's desire. Jesus is saying to you this morning, come to me and I will give you rest. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your words, Jesus, that we can hear your word and and do your word, listen to your word because you have given us everything, everything that is required to do your word. And we just thank you because you are so good. You never require anything that you haven't provided for already. You love us so much. And, and Father, we just want to declare this morning, we just want to say it. We love you. We love you because you first loved us. And we thank you this morning that we can come together like this in, 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 in freedom and speak your word and listen to your word and be changed. Because we know from you and to you and through you are all things. We just want to come to you this morning. We just want to accept your invitation and come to you. Thank you for the promise of rest. Thank you that you will teach us in a way that we didn't even think possible in every area of our lives because you are life and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. If you're sitting here this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, just just. Be busy with him, with Jesus this morning. If you are here this morning and, and you have never come to the place where you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you this morning. The Bible says all those who have received him, to them he gave the authority to become children of God. You know, the Bible says if you believe that Jesus rose from the dead on the third day and confess with your mouth that he is Lord, you will be saved. You will be saved. You will know that you will go to heaven one day, that you can have life right now. That That is my first invitation. If you want to be a child of God and you have never accepted Jesus, I want to pray for you this morning. Number two is, if, if, if you are sitting here this morning, you are weary and burdened, and, and you have like moved a little bit away and you've heard Jesus say to you this morning come to me I want to include you in this prayer number three is if you're not sure that if you die today you're going to open up your eyes in heaven like my friend you know I wanted to raise him up from the dead but he went on to be with Jesus 
And we knew that because the last time we, we, we saw each other, we had fellowship about the word of Jesus and we just enjoyed the presence of God together. I know that he's with the Lord. If you don't know that, if your day comes, you will be with Jesus. I want to pray for you as well. I'm going to count to three. If, if, if you felt that I spoke to you in one of these three invitations, I want you to lift your hand on the count of three. And, and somebody will come and stand with you quickly. One, two, three. There we go. A lot of hands all over the room. Somebody's going to stand with you just to show you that we love you. God loves you. Remember, if you are weary and you are burdened, just lift up your hand as well. You are a child of God. That's fine. Just lift up your hand. I want to include you in this prayer. So I'm going to pray. If that is, is everybody, just lift it up your hand. Let's just pray together. And everybody, just repeat these words after me. Say this, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this service. Thank you for your word. I receive today your invitation to come to you. Lord Jesus, forgive me all of my sins and wash me of all my unrighteousness. Come and fill my heart. Take over the throne of my life and be my Lord. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Father, I thank you for the day of salvation. But I thank you also for a day of comeback. Thank you for inviting me this morning yet again to come to you. I receive your rest. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.